How are you guys doing? Today's episode is sponsored by GhostBed. I'm actually going to be starting off today's episode with another very like glorious propaganda piece that will set the tone for the entire episode. We, we, get, to, we get to just roll through so much real glorious Russian... It'll, it'll make you do that like, what in the world? So we're going to do a little different. and We're going to have it rolling. I'm going to be up here in the left-hand corner. So this, this little girl wants to buy herself a phone. Gonna have a conversation with her. Oh, it's been rough. Finishly. Я, конечно, сильно извиняюсь. Но у нас опять задержали зарплату. Why are you working somewhere where they won't pay your wages is my question. You are the only hope. Give me your piggy bank. Oh my god. He was shell shocked. He was decorated. He was one of the best gunners ever. He slaves at a factory, but their wages are constantly something I couldn't read it quick enough. This is a good. This is my idea. I know how I can buy my daughter the cell phone. Put her money down. I'm gonna join. He is going to join to fight in Ukraine. To go and try to slaughter Ukrainian and kill innocent people, for he could buy his daughter a phone. Six months later, here it comes. Oh yeah, today from the special military operation. Oh, they're coming home, folks. They're coming home. Look at them. Look at that bus. Yeah, that's a that's a solid looking bus. They're ready. Here they come. Oh, daddy's home. I didn't go meet him at the square. He's just going to ring the doorbell. Yes, what did you get me? Oh, my God. Look at this phone. Just so happens to be, it's an iPhone 14. We hate America, but you know what? Let's go ahead. We want to buy American products. Way to go. It's kind of like the same thing with Coke and Pepsi. We don't have Coke and Pepsi. Let's talk about it. Buy yourself an iPhone, they say. Who owns it? Don't, don't think about who owns that company. Pure insanity here. They can buy phones for their daughters when they can fight in Ukraine. That's literally all his life was for. It's exciting. Exciting stuff. Good propaganda piece right there out the gate. I'm really excited to get into today's episode. We're going to be kicking it over to one of my favorites, who, uh, who apparently he just took a trip over the front lines here recently. He wants to let the Russians know what it's really like there. Такие типажи. Вот ты с ними говоришь, и прям многие из них родились уже на той территории, которая потом была оккупирована. Там молодому, там год 24. All right, so let's just be honest. I, I guess we're, we're, we're taking back uh, Berlin. It's, it's, it's the big thing here. Taking it back, I think the Russians should actually worry more about small villages that are in front of them currently that they're struggling to maintain and hold uh, without looking past. And further, don't, don't look past Ukraine if you can't handle what's in front of you right now. I'm not entirely sure why a random group of Russians who are fighting inside of the supposed area where they were actually like raised, uh, why, why do they have any intentions or any logical reasoning to think they need to do to, to take Berlin? And someone explain that one to me. You know, what else is really weird was him saying that the younger guys were only 24 years old. 24 is young, yes, but during wartime, 24 year olds should be leading men that are like ages 18 to 20, 21. That's just the way it should be. Like where are all the 18 to 23 year old men at? Все, ну, настолько серьезные. Вообще, когда с ними говоришь, у них нет вопросов. 
And to me, being American, watching them claim that they need to take Washington is just, I, I, I don't know, I feel kind of bad for them. That they actually think this could be a relatively close achievement for them to actually obtain. It's like for an individual to believe that this was going to be a feasible task has been so manipulated and brainwashed that they're pretty much hopeless and their life will not end up too well. And they'll most likely die in war. Like, let's just be completely honest about it. There's no chance that they'll ever take Berlin. There's no chance that they'll make it to the opposite side of Ukraine or even, like, I'm, I'm taking, they won't even take half of Ukraine at this point. Like, though, if, if the West is behind them, supporting them, they're not going to make it too much farther past where they are. This winter lull is a real thing, and the spring offensive is coming. And what we are seeing, well, this is this was supposed to be a three-day war. It's now, it, it's getting closer to hitting its 12-month mark, and they still haven't been able to take Kiev. Let's just be real. Just to think about this for a second as well. The people over inside of Russia do not, they don't, they don't have the ability to watch shows like this one for the most part. And the means, or maybe they don't have the mental fortitude to, to, to think past this, to think past them, themselves or what, what they're being fed, especially with regards to stuff like this. На самом деле, цель, которая Путиным была поставлена по поводу демилитаризации Украины, она же на самом деле достигнута была еще в апреле и в мае. So if you're being fed information like this on the daily, uh, that you're fighting against NATO on the ground, and somehow six to seven months ago your country somehow is already demilitarized in like Ukraine as, as a whole, then I guess this is fairly, uh, I guess it's fairly just a way for you to end up with the thought that you're able to actually take Berlin like those young, young men were saying earlier. I don't know if NATO would ever get involved in the war currently. I don't think it's going to happen right now. But it would have to be like escalated tremendously for Americans want to get involved any in any more capacity. And I think Russia does know that. Time is on their side and time is also against them. If they wait long enough for Americans, they're going to get tired of flipping the bills. Or I guess the, the bills, the ability to actually flip the bill will change dramatically once the current administration is out of office, which might be a Russian goal. Wait it out. Okay. But time is also going to be against them because they currently cannot afford to fund the war at its current rate. I know this is a random rant for me, but I, I it's like this is the kind of the kind of way my, my brain works. Kind of led me down this path. It's it's going down one of those rabbit holes. Where you guys, you know, you watch YouTube and you're kind of like, oh, you start off watching your, your kids program and all of a sudden you're now storming the beaches of Normandy. That's that's literally my YouTube feed. Oh, we're going to watch like a happy go. And then all of a sudden I'm like, and the men took the beaches and they're going up to take. And you're like, well, how the hell? How did I get here? There's nothing better than getting a great night's sleep as well. And sleeping on a mattress that's designed for you in your particular sleeping style can really help. That's why I'm excited to partner with GhostBed. GhostBed is a family-owned business that's been designing mattresses and other sleep products for more than two decades. Two decades. They know that sleep is personal and mattress shopping can be overwhelming. GhostBed takes the guesswork out of the equation with their online mattress quiz. Answer a few questions about your lifestyle and your sleeping style, and they'll recommend the right GhostBed mattress for you. You'll get a 101-night sleep trial with free returns for added peace of mind, and shipping is fast and free. Plus, all GhostBed mattresses are proudly made right here in the United States of America. And for a limited time, our listeners can actually get 30% off GhostBed mattresses Mattresses plus two free pillows and 40% off when you guys bundle mattresses with their award-winning adjustable base. All you have to do is use promo code ROB, R-O-B, at ghostbed.com forward slash ROB to take advantage of this offer. That is ghostbed.com forward slash ROB using promo code ROB at checkout. Hey, why wouldn't you want to save up to 40% off your mattress with their award-winning adjustable base? 
Take advantage of this right now. Support the companies that support this channel. I do love you guys. Thank you so much. There'll be linked to the very top of the description. So we're going to keep this circus show going while we, well, while we have you guys' attention. And it's, it is what it is. Призываем к разуму. Призываем задать себе вопрос, какой смысл России? So I got a, I got a list in front of me. I would like to, I'm going to read to you guys, okay? Um, it's it's going to be for the, the countries that may actually think otherwise. We got uh, Japan, 1904. Ukraine, 1918. Actually, I'm not going to even put the dates in there, okay? Azerbaijan, I probably jacked that up. I'm sorry. Poland, Mongolia, China, Ukraine, Azerbaijan again. Japan, Poland, Finland, China, North Korea, Hungary, Laos, Vietnam, Algeria, Egypt, Yemen, Syria, Czechoslovakia, China, Cambodia, Bangladesh, Angola, Ethiopia, Lebanon, Afghanistan, Georgia, Tajikistan, Moldova. Wow, Georgia, Tajikistan. This one I'm going to jack up. Ingusheta, Chechnya, Azerbaijan. My God, I can't get that one. Tajikistan, Tajikistan, Georgia, Ukraine, Ukraine. Wow, some of those are really difficult. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell you guys right now. That's 42 countries. That's dating back to 1904. And those are the countries that Russia has actually invaded and or started a conflict. conflict it. That's just in the last 120-ish years. And people think America is the aggressor. And I didn't even mention the things that they're doing down in Africa. Didn't even, didn't even touch on that. That's an entirely different scenario or subject. Okay. I know, I kind of jacked up some of those names, but as you guys saw them pop up, we're telling just a little bit. Aggressor, America, Russia, 42 countries in about 110 years. That's basically one every other year. So. Мы живем в эпоху последних дней. То, что сейчас происходит на Украине, на Украине не останется. Now, who's, who's writing this guy's talking points? Like, someone's got to be putting him up daily. Or maybe, maybe they're not. Maybe that's why sometimes he spews some stuff that he just gets so angry about. But usually when you make guys make podcasts like this one, I got little bullet points I go through so I don't, I don't come off track. At the beginning, I used to not do it, and, and I realized, wow, my mind goes left and right randomly. So I have to have bullet points. So someone is doing that for him or he's doing it himself. They, they need to get, like, the narrative pinpointed down just a bit uh, because it flipped so many dang times just in the last month. I mean... If they're throwing everything they can right now, like at every single angle possible, it seems that they can make something stick. That's the goal. Or maybe they're trying to uh, target religious groups or trying to make it seem like um, they're living the last chapter of the Bible in their own way, like getting this point across. If you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, I, I, earlier, like literally early in the episode, he said, like in the other program he was doing, that they were fighting against Nazis. Now we're seeing him state that the end of the world is near if they don't win the war inside of Ukraine. It's like, wait, so, all right, so are we saying that, oh my God, so, so now they're fighting the Antichrist, they're fighting the Nazis. If I didn't do this stuff daily, and I was, and I was an American, which is, there's probably, 80% of America probably has no idea what's going on in Ukraine. Maybe more. Sincerely. Not even kidding with you guys. If I were to ask anybody that I know other than, which I guess is not a lot of people, but if I ask anybody that I know outside of my little group that sits with me and, and, and edits and does that kind of stuff like my editors and stuff that are always around me, no one would have an idea what is going on inside of Ukraine. No one. Matter of fact, if I go ask my mother-in-law, if I went and asked my wife what is going on inside of Ukraine, she wouldn't even know. And she lives with me. People inside of America, they're just not really paying attention anymore. That, and that's why I was talking about earlier with once the administration gets swapped out or if it does change out and the Democrats don't control or whatnot, I don't really know what's going to happen. No one really does. 
if that were to happen, then the funding is going to possibly, there's a chance that it could stop. And that's why I was bringing that up earlier. That I know a lot of people get irritated with me or whatnot about what side of the aisle I might, I might lean to. It doesn't really matter. Who really cares? That's not the point. I'm just trying to to spit some 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 facts, and no one can actually repeat that. It's it, it is what it is. Посмотрите на лицо Зеленского. Посмотрите на лицо Байдена. Now Trump hands down was an idiot. Well, I, let me let me go back. Trump was an idiot with social media, 100%. If the guy never, ever spoke on social media, for one, he probably would have never been elected. That's, let's be honest. If he wasn't on social media during that time, the whole big, it, he just, he would have never been elected. He wouldn't have been able to be, beat Hillary and all that kind of stuff, but he would have never been elected if he wasn't on social media and who he was. If the guy didn't talk, he, if he just looked at what he did on paper, it probably, he probably wouldn't have been any different than the, the previous administrations for the last however many, like, it just, that, that just, Everybody has their ups and their downs. Social media was his huge major downfall. But Biden, he's the least scary individual on planet Earth. When I look at him, I don't think, God, he is terrifying. I, I think of like a guy who is just old, who's trying to enjoy his ice cream and sometimes has no idea where he is, which is fine. It happens with old age. But I don't look at Biden and be like, you know what? You are terrifying. Yeah, I get it. You don't know where you are. That's fine. I get it. When I'm if, if I make it to his age and I don't know where I'm at sometimes... By God, I have lived a great life. I just let me enjoy my dang ice cream at this point. You know, it's just, it is what it is. Необходима победа на фронте. Я еще раз повторю. Необходимо активно работать среди верующих в Западной Европе и в Соединенных Штатах Америки. Okay, so I, I need to personally see some proof here. That they're, they're fighting against some antichrist. What is going on here? This has to be the most far-fetched piece of, piece of propaganda other than the one we showed earlier with the guy having to go to war to be able to afford. Like the fact that you have to go to war, by the way, I forgot to bring this up. The fact that you have to go to war to be able to afford an iPhone in Russia is kind of crazy, is it not? All right, we get it. The phones are expensive. They're expensive here in America, but we don't have to send people off to war. They don't have to, like, take their daughter's piggy bank. Like, you know how goofy that is? And anyway, that, that was a, that was one of the more far-fetched pieces of propaganda you guys just saw. Uh, we have the Russians claiming they're fighting against, like, a massive Nazi regime. But they're legitimately calling for all Christians here in America to spread the word that the Russians are fighting a holy war inside of Ukraine. Like, you know how crazy that sounds? That's like when I was in Afghanistan. Or even in Iraq, it didn't really matter. But Afghanistan, for the most part, the Taliban would actually use and, and go to the locals who they can't read or write. Okay, so you would have one side of the literally one side of the mountain would would speak one language, and the other one have like a different version of the language. They wouldn't like each other. They would believe different things. They, it was just very strange. You go into these areas, and they just they like they just farm. They don't know anything else. They pick up big heavy rocks and move them. That's just the way it is. They don't they don't really care about learning to read or write. So the Taliban would go in them. And would persuade them to join up and fight against the invading Americans. But it's a holy war. You got to come and join to fight against. Um, yeah, you guys need you get the gist. Or just, but that's pretty much what they're saying here. А если с нами Бог, то мы за него и воюем. То мы его воинство. А это значит, что мы должны относиться к той задаче, которая на нас лежит. My God, he is by far the only person. That could read from the Bible and make it sound like that. I would be absolutely terrified if I was this guy's kids to have him read me pieces. Like, imagine him reading, I don't know, like Peter Rabbit at night. I'd be deathly afraid. I would be like, God, that, that rabbit is inside of my closet. I am screwed. 
I am I'm I'm so screwed right now. And I think this tactic they're attempting to use on the Russian civilians who haven't joined the war is almost like shaming them into think that if they they haven't fought or they don't fight, they're not a man of God. It's almost making it like they cannot enter heaven if they do not believe in the fight that they're fighting and that they're at the end of the war. Like we also mentioned it went from like that piece to like and now for the weather. What? That's the transition you guys went with? That was the tra- that is the transit. What the what is going on? You know what I mean? That is weird. My god, Russian propaganda is is probably one of the more enjoyable things to watch as an American because we're not fed it. The only time we're med or excuse me, we're fed propaganda, I guess you would say, is during election seasons or cycles and when they're trying to push certain agendas, I, don't, I, w- I would call that about as far as the propaganda you're going to get. And they're very enjoyable for anybody who hasn't seen them and who lives in a different country. I do feel bad for you because you are missing some of the greatest content ever is American American uh, political slanders is, is the best way I would put it. So and when it comes to what's going on on the ground inside of Ukraine, though, there hasn't been any movements really anywhere. They're actually holding Bakhmut very well. Uh, right now, we're looking at what I'm what I'm getting, what I'm gauging and seeing is that the Russians are sustaining around 100 to 200. I know that's a very large number of casualties a day inside of the Bakhmut region. And when I say casualties, we remain KA and wounded. And yes, the Ukrainians are sustaining very large numbers themselves. It's not good. It's not a good area right now. It's probably the worst. It is the worst area in the, in the entire country. In the northeastern side of the country, there's really no movement along that entire line. So I'm not even going to show you guys. But Bakhmut is the area right now where I told you guys to check back and it maybe things have changed. Well, there has been some counteroffensive pushed out by the Ukrainians on the southern side. And it's been it's been a real big back and forth. So it's pretty much in the exact same spot as it was when I spoke to you guys last. I think the winter lull is kind of a real thing. I, I think... I think it's hindering a little bit of movements. I don't think this is going to last all winter. I think this is one of those kind of things where they're going to adapt, learn how to get through some search situations, and then start expanding either side. I really do believe so. Like something is going to break and something is going to happen. So anyway, I hope you guys did enjoy this video over here on the channel. If you guys are new, subscribe. If you're not, well, see you guys later. See you tomorrow.